this right here could be the biggest moment of his career. Is it his time? Yes! Mel Watson is wearing a green jacket at Augusta. There's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation. All right, here we go for Worldwide Technology Championship Week here on Straight Out of Vegas. I'm your host, Will Doctor. Welcome aboard as they give you all the picks and predictions you need for the fifth of seven PGA Tour events on the fall series. In past years, you've watched Mayakoba host the Worldwide Technology Championship, but since Mayakoba is now hosting a live golf event, El Cardinal at Diamante and Cabo will host, and this will be the first time in PGA Tour history that an event will be played on a golf course uh, designed by the greatest golfer of all time in Tiger Woods. And the Big Cat opened this golf course in 2014. It was the first golf course he completed as a course designer. And Tiger has gone on to design Blue Jack National here in Houston. He designed Big Cedar Lodge in Missouri. Um, and in 2021, probably his best design as of yet, Tiger completed the par three that which a par three course which is called the hay um at pebble beach a little nine hole short course um that has added on to the product there at pebble beach golf links on the west coast and as far as el cardinal and the action this week i'm fired up to see what this design is all about when you think of the coastal golf courses that are home to pga tour events you think of really boring designs that warrant extremely low scores over a 72-hole golf tournament. You think of Port Royal in Bermuda, which you'll see next week. That's a pretty boring design. You think of Grand Reserve, which is home to the Puerto Rico Open there in March. That is a course that really lacks any type of natural chutzpah. Punta Cana, Dominican, pretty boring. Vedanta, uh, is not an exciting golf course, which is home to the Mexico Open you know, you take last year at the Mexico Open, even with Finau and Rom going neck and neck down the stretch at Vedanta last year, none of these coastal golf courses have any sort of teeth. So my point is, um, you know, when it when it comes to golf courses in, in this neck of the woods, it typically lacks excitement. Now, El Cardinal at Diamante is not any different at first glance. You do have these dramatic... 200-plus-foot drops from tee boxes to fairways. This is a property with a ton of undulating terrain, which is um, – it should be – you know, the undulating terrain, it should be a great test mixed with the fact that you'll have consistent blowing off the coast. When you have elevation to deal with, plus at times, you know, a 40-, 45-mile-per-hour breeze off the coast – um, you know, that typically can make a golf course a lot tougher, but really the bottom line is even with the sporadic elevation changes through the golf course and some intense wind conditions, El Cardinal features fairways and greens, um, that are so big that I don't feel like the challenging aspects of this golf course will have any negative impact on the players. And with this course tipped out at 73,000 yards, I think the action in Cabo this week will be nothing but about who can hit it the furthest and who can make the most putts. Um, and as far as the field is concerned this week, th it's a pretty typical middle-of-the-road fall PGA Tour event. You've got the promising rookie in Ludwig Aberg teeing it up. He's had a productive fall as he lost in a playoff in Mississippi, and he finished 13th in Vegas a week later. And 
while his status for the spring is locked up, uh, Aberg is 58th in the official world golf ranking. So if he can somehow get himself to the top 50 in the world by the end of the fall, he will get into all four major championships in 2024. And that's something to watch as far as uh, incentive for Oberg. Once again, did, did it again this week, pronounced it Aberg. It's Oberg, Lovefig Oberg. Um, I think he has a, a very good week. We'll discuss him a little bit later on. Number two, Sahit the Gala will tee it up in Cabo this week, coming off four straight top 20 finishes in a row, including that win two starts ago in Napa. If you want to talk about someone who can bomb it off the tee and roll the rock, Sahit the Gala fits that mold uh, to a tee, as he currently ranks 15th on the PGA Tour in putting. Um, and I know he's up there in the top 20 as far as driving distance is concerned. So look for Sahith on the card this week. And other than that, you have Maverick McNeely back in the saddle this week as he's coming off a uh, summer of recovering from shoulder surgery. You have Ryder Cup snubbed Lucas Glover making his fall debut. You have Cam Young returning to action after a 10-week break. It'll be very interesting to see this year if Cam Young can break through with his first one on the PGA Tour. Not going to happen this week, but this is a guy who has played incredibly well in major championships through two and a half years in the PGA Tour. Seventh in last year's Masters, eighth at last year's Open. Cam Young is a guy who I expect to make a leap like Victor Hovland made last year. Um, the reason why I don't think it happens this week for Young um, is because it all, you know, his, his play all depends on which version of Cam Young shows up on the putting surfaces. There's no problem with the driving distance. Cam Young, he was third on the PGA Tour in driving distance last year, uh, but he was 149th last year on strokes gained putting, which is absolutely horrible. But, um, you know, when you look at the end of last year, he definitely made some improvements. Cam Young, he picked up shots on the green in three of his final five events of last season. Uh, but the reason I don't care about that is because it was 10 weeks ago. So I'll try to give you a feel today on the status of Cam Young's putting. Uh, but that's a guy that we're going to need to watch here for at least three or four events to start the season before we pull the trigger on wasting our bankroll on him. Now, as far as the rest of the field, you have a healthy mix of PGA Tour members and Corn Ferry Tour members that are trying to solidify their spring status. And remember, there's only three events left in the fall. So you have players like like C.T. Pan, Cam Champ, both PGA Tour winners. Both of these guys are between 115 and 130 on the FedEx Cup standings. Players in that range, uh, like Champ, like Pan, like Jimmy Walker, like Patton Kazire, these are PGA Tour winners who are running the risk of losing their status on the PGA Tour if they do not finish the fall inside the top 125. All right, let's do picks for Cabo. The order of play today, we'll be discussing the top four favorites as, I, as I'll give you my feel on Aberg, Young, Thagala, and Glover to kick things off. Then I'll give you three matchups, two picks to place. I'll only do one winner today. I'm fired up about that. And then after the winner, we'll get to the sleeper. We'll get to the scoring prediction. We'll do a lineup. We'll do a first-round leader, and then we'll round things off with the best bet. All right, let's kick it off with the favorites. We start with Ludwig Oberg at 10-1 to 1 on DraftKings, and you can't really say anything bad about Oberg's game as far as his play since August is concerned. You know, it's a, it's, 
that is five months now that he's been on the PGA tour and he's, he's yet to play bad T to green. He's been perfect. He's well above tour average in every statistical category. Um, this, this guy has been incredibly impressive, you know, in just 12 PGA tour events, the Swede has only finished worse than 25th in three tournaments. Um, that is extremely different. And he earned his first professional win back in September on the DP world tour, which is, uh, which is the European tour for all my Barneys at the bar out there that still don't know. It was the European tour forever. And then this company called DP bought the rights of the European tour and renamed it the DP world tour. So Oberg has already earned his first win on the European circuit. He shot four rounds of sub 67 at the European masters about a month ago. Uh, so for a 23 year old, he is in extremely rarefied air and, you know, he's got this perfect golf swing. I tell everyone, if you're trying to learn golf, watch Ludwig Oberg swing a golf club. Charlie Epps, who is the coach of Angel Cabrera, two-time major champion. I do a show with Charlie on Saturdays. He was asking me who I thought the best golf swings in the game were right now. And I gave him a five-person list. I put Justin Thomas at number one. I put Victor Hovland at number two. My three is a shocker. My three is Jason Duffner. But when you're talking about the fundamentals, and if you were going down a range at a PGA Tour event, and you were searching for the prettiest golf swing, I swear you would stop at Jason Duffner for about 10 minutes and watch. There's no one that executes the fundamentals of the golf swing better than Jason Duffner. Uh, ben Hogan, who technically has one of the best golf swings of all time, um, he you know, technically had the best sound of all time. And um, I don't think anyone has more of a Hogan-esque golf swing than Jason Duffner, the 2013 PGA champion. So I put Duffner at three. I have John Rahm at four. Um, and then five, I put Ludwig Oberg. I mean, you look at a video of this swing, working on getting video for this pod so I could show some replays in a perfect world. But if you just go to YouTube and look at Ludwig Oberg's swing, try to model that and you'll get somewhere in this game. That's the bottom line. Now, as far as this week for Oberg and how you can bet him, it's tough to... It's tough to bet a pro five months into their career at 10 to one, especially as the tournament favorite on a golf course that is going to warrant a birdie fest. Um, he's way overpriced in his matchups, mostly against Cam Young, who at this point is still the more established veteran. Um, the only ticket I'll have on the suite is Oberg to top 10 at plus 125 on FanDuel. We're on to Cam Young at 14 to one on MGM and, Cam Young's 2023 was really a tale of two stories. He came off a fabulous 2022 rookie season where he contended in every major and he carried that momentum right into the beginning of 2023 with a third place finish at the Hero, a top 10 at the Arnold Palmer. He finished second to Sam Burns, the Dell match play, which did had Cam Young beat Burns in the final of that Dell match play. You probably saw Cam Young on that Ryder Cup team instead of Sam Burns. But nonetheless, that's a great finish there for Young. Seventh at the Masters, he finished. But, you know, right after the Masters, his game went downhill, and he didn't finish better than 32nd for about seven straight events. He did have the top 10 at Royal Liverpool for the Open. 
but he I really as a result of some injuries there in the middle of the season, you know, Cam Young, he didn't play well enough to get into the tour championship. And, you know, all of his poor play last season was a result of of really below average putting. So I'm going to pass on Cam Young this week because this is the first event he's played in 10 weeks. And I would like to see the status of his putting for a few events before I unload any of the bankroll on Young. So we're a pass on Cam Young at 14 to 1 on MGM. Next is going to be Sahith the Gal at 18 to 1 on DraftKings. And Sahith is, you know, a favorite much like Oberg, where, you know, you can't find a whole lot wrong with this game since the beginning of August, especially with the way his game fits this golf course. The Gala is a player with a ton of speed a ton of distance. He can roll the absolute lights out of it on the greens. Uh, he's just this complete player right now who's hitting on all cylinders. Do I think the Gala can win twice in a span of four months at this point in his career? I would say the answer is no. It typically takes a while for big-name players to get their second win. Jordan Spieth was famous for saying the second win was harder than the first as there was a two-year gap between his first win at the 2013 John Deere and the 2015 Valspar Championship. Now, I don't think it's going to take two years for Tagala to win his second, to, to win his second PGA Tour event. But I think there's a level of emotional control that he needs to establish before he can start reeling off wins left and right. But that said, I'll 100% have to hit the gala to top 10 at plus 200 at Caesars because while he isn't a top 10 player in the world yet, I think he is in that conversation of guys who are always going to play well in these lower tier PGA Tour events. The Gala will will never give you his B minus game in a B minus PGA Tour event. Some of these top guys, some of these top ranked guys, will come to these fall events due to sponsorship obligations, or you know they might have taken an appearance fee from the tournament or a sponsor of the tournament. Even if that was the case for the Gala, he plays with the same amount of incentive every week, whether he's playing in the Masters. Or if he's playing a, a money game, you know, back home or a Blue Jack National where, where, where he plays now, he's a competitor and uh, you're going to get his A game this week. So um, I will have hit the gala to top 10 at plus 200 at Caesars. That's my feel on the gala. We're on to Lucas Glover at 28 to 1 on FanDuel and I'm out on Glover this week. I understand he made some temporary strides with the putter en route to those victories at the end of last season at the Wyndham and at the FedEx St. Jude. Simply incredible the way a 43-year-old Glover was able to get it done uh, in back-to-back -back weeks late last year. But the fact is, you can never take Lucas Glover in a tournament that is going to be a putting competition. He he just he, he simply cannot make that many putts. The winning score this week is going to be somewhere between 26-under and 30-under. And I don't think Lucas Glover has ever gone that low in his life. So I am out on world number 32 uh, Lucas Glover this week. And the same goes for Emiliano Grillo at 30 to 1 on FanDuel and DraftKings. I'm out on Grillo this week. Grillo has had a phenomenal year with the win at Colonial and finished the season 29th on the FedEx Cup standings, making it all the way to East Lake. Um, at 31 years old, that's the best we've seen Grillo play to date in his pro career. And I think after seeing him finish sixth at the Open at Liverpool, this is someone who could absolutely find himself in contention at a major this year, particularly 
at Pinehurst for the U.S. Open. I think back to the last U.S. Open at Pinehurst in 2014 when when Martin Keimer won. And Grio and Keimer have very similar games as far as ball striking. They both play the big towering cut. The only difference is Martin Keimer uh, was always a wonderful putter. And Grio has had to work to be a decent putter on the PGA Tour. He, you know, don't get me wrong, he's made a ton of improvements um, to the putting last year, uh, but he still finished 85th on tour in strokes game putting. Um, that that's that's not enough improvement for to believe for me to believe that Grio can go out there in Cabo this week and shoot somewhere between 25 and 28 under. So I am out on the Argentine at 30 to one. All right, let's get to work on the matchups. We start with Cam Champ over Ben Griffin at minus 110 on Bovada. And Cam Champ is a perfect example of a player who just thrives on these coastal designs. You look at his coastal golf resume in 2023, eighth at the Mexico Open and 17th at the Barracuda Championship. Now, this is not someone who is just top 20 it every week. Uh, Cam Champ, brutal 2023, but found a way to get it done at none other, none other than these coastal designs. Um, and Champ comes to Cabo ranked third on the PGA Tour in driving distance. And while he's usually a horrendous putter, he's picked up shots in the greens in two of his last three events. And um, he is a guy who has a ton on the line right now. While he's put up some solid results in the fall, Cam Champ played terribly for the majority of last season. He ranks 127th in the... Feders Cup standings going into Cabo. That means he basically has three tournaments to play well enough to finish the fall inside the top 125 and keep his job on the PGA Tour for next year. Now, it's important to note um, those ranked between 126 and 200 will now have the option of going and playing the European Tour, the DP World Tour, instead of a demotion to the Corn Ferry Tour. But nonetheless, as a PGA Tour winner, that is not the route that Cam Champ wants to go down. So I'll have him over Ben Griffin this week. And Griffin is a player whose game I really enjoy. He came on the PGA Tour scene last year for the first time at 27 years old. And he already, you know, currently sits 54th um, on the FedEx Cup standings. His job is secure uh, for the spring. But the reason we're fading him this week is because he ranks 165th in total driving on the PGA Tour. El Cardinal is not a course that's going to fit Griffin's game whatsoever. Um, and on top of that, Griffin's last two results were a miscut in Vegas and 64th in Japan. So he really has no real momentum uh, going into the action here at Cabo this week. So my first matchup will be Cam Champ over Ben Griffin at minus 110 on Bovada. Matchup number two will be Hayden Buckley over David Lipsky at even money on Bet Online. Now, this is a ballsy matchup because neither one of these players have played worth a damn over the last five events. But at the very least for Buckley, he had four top tens in the PGA Tour last year, and he's seventh in total driving, and he's 10th in strokes gained off the tee. What that means, the you know 10th in strokes gained off the tee, he you know can pummel his drives a mile, but he's also not missing that many fairways. He has a great combination of distance and accuracy. Buckley is a he's a proven coastal golfer as he finished 22nd at Corrales last year. Um, this is a Mizzou alum who hits it a mile, hits a ton of fairways. That should be enough for him to make the cut. 
and we're going to fade David Lipsky with Buckley for a couple of reasons. Number one, David Lipsky hasn't finished better than 30th in 11 straight events. Number two, which is most important, David Lipsky's 119th on tour in total driving and 172nd on the PGA Tour in strokes gain putting. 172nd, almost dead last on the PGA Tour. So the point is Lipsky doesn't have the ability off the tee nor on the greens to even make it to the weekend um, in Cabo. Uh, so matchup number two will be Hayden Buckley over David Lipsky at even money on bet online. Matchup number three will be Bo Hosler over Steven Yeager at minus 110 on bet online. And this is going to be a competitive matchup. Both Hosler and Yeager have had very productive fall seasons. Hosler finished runner up in his last start at the Zozo Championship, which ended up being his third top 10 of the fall. Um, he had played exceptionally well in Vegas the week before we racked up another top 10. And the key to Hosler's success over the last three weeks has been above average driving and well above average putting, the two keys of the week. Like I said, Jaeger has played uh, well in the fall with three top 25s in his last four starts. But the fact is, Jaeger does not make enough putts to keep up uh, with the field on this golf course. Because in Jaeger's last 25 events, he's lost shots in the greens in 16 of them. That is shocking, and that is what that 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 is what is going to keep him out of contention this week at El Cardinal. So for matchup number three, it's going to be Bo Hosler over Steven Jaeger at minus 110 on Bet Online. Now I've already discussed both picks to place, but to review here for the picks to place this week, we have Ludwig Aberg to top 10 plus 125 on FanDuel, and we have Sit the Gala to top 10 at plus 200 on Caesars. All right, folks, a break from the golf to tell you about everything we have going on over at pregame.com. I mean, how about the sports going on in October? You've got the World Series, you've got NFL in full swing of things, you've got the NBA season starting. Um, you've got a ton of great sports going on. So why don't you use my coupon code worldwide 10 this week to save you $10 off anything at pregame.com, whether it's, you know, Scott's football, whether it's AJ's world series picks, uh, whether McKenzie's dishing out some locks, uh, go to pregame.com and anything you buy, go ahead and use my code worldwide 10, which will save you $10 off anything at pregame.com. Once again, that's worldwide 10. That's W O R L D W I D E one zero for $10 off anything at pregame.com. Now, on to the pick to win. We're taking Chris Goddard up at 70 to one on Caesar Sportsbook. Now, there's going to be a lot of dot com and Twitter talking heads and other clowns who would tell you this is a pick straight out of left field. But there's actually a ton of facts to back that this is the perfect time to jump on Chris Goddard up to win in Cabo this week. And if you don't know who Chris Goddard up is, is yet, get to know him. He's a 24-year-old out of the University of Oklahoma. He is getting ready to start his third season as a pro golfer. But this is someone who received their PGA Tour card no less than a month ago. This will be Goddard's first start as a full-time member on the PGA Tour. In 2022, Goddard had a, a couple PGA Tour exemptions right out of school. And while he didn't play well enough then to secure his PGA Tour privileges, he finished fourth at the 2022 John Deere Classic within weeks 
of playing his last college event. He then was able to secure full status in the Corn Ferry Tour, which is where he played for all of 2023. He played fantastic golf with 21 made cuts and 24 starts with 14 top 25 finishes. And I'm definitely not saying because Goderup made 21 cuts on the Corn Ferry Tour, he's going to come out and win immediately. But if you dive a little deeper into his stats last year, you'll find that Goderup was number one on the Corn Ferry Tour in driving distance. He was seventh in greens and regulation percentage, and he was ninth in birdie or better conversion. So what those three stats tell me is Goderup is an absolute bomber who hits a lot of greens. And and not only does he hit a lot of greens, but ninth in birdie or better conversion, which means that when he's on with his ball striking, this is a big cat who can make a ton of putts. I got the rookie this week. It's Chris Goderup at 70 to 1 on Caesars Sportsbook to win the Worldwide Technology Championship in Cabo. Once again, that is Chris Goderup at 70 to 1 on Caesars. Let's move along to the lineup for this week. Number one will be KH Lee. I like KH this week because of where he's had success historically. I look at TPC Craig Ranch, the course that demands the exact same as El Cardinal. Um, you know, TPC Craig Ranch is home to the Byron Nelson in Dallas, which is where KH won in back to back years. Those are his only two PGA Tour wins. And the reason this resemb- Craig Ranch resembles El Cardinal is because Craig Ranch is a long golf course with big fairways, big greens, um, and at at times they get a ton of that northwest Texas wind um, that can blow anywhere from you know thirty five to fifty miles per hour depending on the day. I think KH fares well in this weaker field, so we start with KH Lee in the leadoff position at number one for the lineup. Number two will be Taylor Montgomery, who's coming off a 16th place finish at the Zozo championship after dominating last fall, Montgomery had a, he had a decent spring, uh, but I really like him around El Cardinal because he's 65 in total driving and he's second on the PGA tour and putting his game will do well here. So we have Taylor Montgomery in our number two position. Number three will be Adam Svensson, the Canadian who has two top 20 finishes in his last three events. He's played very well so far this fall. Number four will be the former Georgia Bulldog and Davis Thompson, uh, who is three for three and made cuts so far this fall, including a 16th place finish at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Number five will be our guy, Chris Goderup. Um, I can't believe that you can get Chris Goderup for just 21 bucks on Yahoo and fantasy this week. That is insane considering he's going to win the golf tournament and be priced in the mid $40 range for fantasy next week. Mark my words there, Sleepy. Mid 40 range for Goddard up next week in Bermuda. And so, so Goddard up is number five, six for the caboose. It'll be Nate Lashley for our sixth spot. And he is an established PGA tour winner. And I really like what this guy brings when he's on the coast. You look at last year, third in Puerto Rico, seventh Sony in Hawaii for Lashley. Uh, he could absolutely find himself in contention on Sunday in this weaker field. So we'll roll with with Lashley to round out round out our lineup. Just to review it one more time. For the lineup, we'll have KH Lee, Taylor Montgomery, Adam Svensson, Davis Thompson, Chris Goderup, and Nate Lashley. For the first round leader, we'll take KH Lee at 65 to 1 on DraftKings. And 
Cage Lee is not even near the best in the game when it comes to getting off to a quick start. His first round scoring average last year was 70.9, which is 135th on the PGA Tour. But like I said in the lineups, I see El Cardinal as a course that resembles um, other PGA Tour courses where he's played very well. And don't forget, Cage is off to a great start this fall, 14th at Napa to start the season, start the fall, and then 7th a couple weeks later in Vegas at the Shriners. I like the two-time PGA Tour winner in Cage lead to lead the first round in Cabo at 65-1 to on DraftKings Sportsbook. For the scoring prediction, uh, weather's going to be perfect all week per usual in Cabo. And my scoring prediction will be Chris Goddard winning at 28-under in an absolute birdie fest. I'll tell you this, there's no way the winning score is anything higher than 23-under par. Um, I've looked at, when you look at the weather and you look at the wind forecasts, the wind looks to be non-existent all week in Cabo. So 28-under, super low, will be my scoring prediction for the Worldwide Technology Championship. And then to wrap things up with the best bet, I'm going with Chris Goddard up to top 20. At plus 260 on Caesars, as you can color me obsessed with the rookie this week, I think Goddard is winning this tournament, punching a ticket to all four majors. And I think by this time next year, we'll be talking about a Chris Goddard who will be making a bid at the American team for the 2024 President's Cup in Montreal. All right, that'll do it for the Worldwide Technology Championships Picks Preview. I'm your host, Will Doctor. For more golf content, you can find me on Twitter at drmedia 59 Have a great week, folks, and we'll talk next Tuesday ahead of the Bermuda Championship.